0: Welcome back. Now, Omnia's half-year profits have dipped 4% due to lower fertilizer prices. But the company also noted a surge in volumes as farmers purchased more of the commodity. Joining me to discuss the market dynamics at play that are dictating Omnia's financial fortunes is a group CEO, Celine Gabel-Sami. Celine, always a pleasure and a good afternoon to you.
1: Great. Good afternoon, and thanks for having me, Nola Tandon.
0: Wonderful, See, then Let's speak about uh, this uh, period in review, What I would say is a bit of a contrast between what we're seeing on the income statement as well as uh, the, the gains on the balance sheet.
1: Yeah. So our, uh, you know, half year in review is uh, is characterised by a very challenging uh, macroeconomic uh, situation. We've had commodity prices fall uh, quite substantially in uh, the first quarter of the period, and that fall has continued from the second half of last year. And uh, our business has um, agilely responded to that, and what you're seeing is a very resilient performance from uh, our agriculture business, which has performed in line with our expectations. And then added to that, you know, our mining business has performed incredibly well where uh, a few of the new growth initiatives has uh, has taken off. So, yes, a very, very challenging env- environment, but uh, another resilient performance by our business. Our income statement uh, has obviously been affected by the lower commodity prices, so revenues down, gross profit is down, and profits are down. But clearly what we've done is we've shored up our balance sheet further, a uh, strong net cash position, $1.6 uh, access to funding um, and a, 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 a well-managed working capital position. So a very strong balance sheet that allows us great optionality to expand and to grow further.
0: So let's just talk about uh, Zimbabwe and uh, the impact there on the financials um, and how you've chosen to report taking that into account.
1: So you know what we've, uh, what we've done is we've continued to invest so, uh you know we as we saw uh, the change in our income statement, we've invested in Canada and Indonesia, and both those investments have delivered value for us, and that's enhanced uh, our profits in our mining business. We also took out some of our strong uh, balance sheet position and invested in a green cleaner technology business called Hypex bio and that's a um, an explosives business based in Sweden. Um, and this is something that our mining customers have been asking for. They've been asking for uh, explosives that are better for the environment, explosives that are greener. So, uh, you know, that's how we've responded. Coming to the local market, you know, where we've uh, had to respond a little bit differently uh, to uh, the, some of the social political issues, the infrastructure challenges, uh, and the energy challenges we faced, you know, we've invested in solar, We've invested in uh, water uh, security, and we've also invested in additional um, rail tankers to shore up and fortress our supply chain and manufacturing uh, plants. You know, one of the best things we can point to is that we've been able to continue uninterrupted supply to our farmers and our mines in a very, very difficult uh, environment.
0: So let's then talk about uh, commodity prices, because, of course, uh, both soft and hard commodities seeing a a down cycle. I'm wondering from your perspective, when are you expecting, uh, I would say, a normalization of of these prices, uh, you know, especially uh, looking at the fact that the macros uh, globally still remain quite tight?
1: Yes, I mean, you know, if we just, uh, you know, step back a few years, you know, we saw immense supply chain disruption due to COVID that drove uh, prices up. We then saw uh, you know the Russia Ukraine matters that force prices even further up, and uh, you know we 've had two years of volatile high. commodity prices. As the world opened up and uh, some countries like China and others, uh, you know, allowed imports and exports and product and inputs started to move around. We continue to see disruption, but we saw the commodity prices come down and they fell quite significantly. You know, if we take a commodity like urea or ammonia, you know, those prices went down, you know, something like 20 to 30% in the last six months of last year. And then even more than that in the first, in this reporting period. So we are seeing a little bit of a normalization now. You know, prices have gone up. As the planting season has started in the Southern Hemisphere, um, you know, so a little bit of normalization, normalization, but we certainly believe that we will still see uh, volatility, we will still see movements that have been faster than what we've seen in in, in prior periods. This drop, you know, we last saw 15 years ago, and, um, you know, at that point, our business uh, uh, made a, a loss you know, what you're seeing is an incredibly resilient performance, which is benefited by the agility of our supply chain and uh, the strength of our balance sheet and the diversification of our business. Um,
0: Let's also talk about, uh, you know, debt and gearing uh, over this period. Of course, we are seeing this high interest rate environment, and how are you uh, faring in that regard?
1: Yes, so a few years ago, uh, you know, 2019, our business had uh, a large chunk of debt and was plagued by that so uh, we uh, took a stance to uh, you know take some very strong medicine at that point we did a rights issue a two billion rand rights issue and then we restructured our balance sheet and we systematically you know sold off non-core assets uh, managed our working capital so as we stand today you know we in a net cash position of 1.6 billion rand and we have access to debt facilities of four and a half billion you know so we are debt-free you know, we've got a, a substantial amount of, uh, of, of cash that we've generated and that puts us in a good space, you know, to pay sustainable dividends going forward, but also to use that money wisely and in a disciplined way to expand and grow our business.
0: Let's talk about that expansion and growth, Selin. Uh, where are you looking? And, uh, you know, I'm also keen to find out about your thoughts on the Middle East because I do believe there's also plans there uh, and the risk yep. profile of that region.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, let's, you know, let me start off by saying we are a 70-year-old uh, South African company. So the banner behind and all of our results uh, 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 collateral has got that. And we, um, we 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 proudly, firstly, will continue to invest in South Africa and SADC. So we've set capital aside. Uh, to help with the infrastructure challenges to help with the logistics challenges you know and to support our people and our businesses in um, in SADC. Uh the second uh, part of our expansion plans is really our mining business globally so we've done three things there you know we've invested in a joint venture in canada uh, with a partner called consbeck and we've invested in a joint venture in indonesia both those ventures are profitable we can proudly state that and progressing very well The third uh, part of our expansion plans are in Australia. There we've got an agribio business and we've got an explosives business. So we've been investing in infrastructure and distribution in those businesses and we'll continue to do that. I guess there are other opportunities. We announced one, which is Hypex Bio, a business in Sweden that we've uh, we've bought 10% in, and we will continue to look uh, for opportunities in our agri and mining businesses to expand uh, from a regional perspective nolatando we haven't uh, set the middle east up as a as a targeted region for us there's clearly value we can add there we have got distribution businesses there where some of our agriculture products are, are going into that region um, and we watch closely to see whether we can partner uh, with partners in that region uh, to expand at the appropriate time we've been very very disciplined with capital allocation so uh, you know, we won't just run off and do something too quickly without thinking it through.
0: Yeah, And Before I let you go, I mean, uh, you know, Omnia has been very intelligent in the use of JVs. Uh, you know, in territories where uh, you know you might not uh, have a firm foundation. Let's just talk about that. And if that's still the model that you intend on using, uh, you know, as uh, you expand, and then uh, possibly just looking at the overall outlook for Omnia uh, for the remainder of the reporting period.
1: Yes, yeah, so we we have been, and you rightfully say we have been successful in using part partnerships and joint ventures. I think a you know a proudly South African company with proud South African roots. You know, to expand uh, very far away in in countries like Canada and Indonesia, you know, need partners. We need local knowledge. We need folk that can help take our great propositions there. So we will continue to do that. And that's exactly what we've done in Sweden with Hypex Bio. But having said that, there are other uh, opportunities where perhaps, you know, we'd be able to buy an entire business or do it alone. You know, in uh, in Australia, as an example, our agriculture business is wholly owned. And uh, we do that. Uh, by ourselves and we are very very successful in doing that in terms of outlook you know uh, we see good agronomic conditions in, uh, in in agriculture at the moment so uh, you know there's a lot of demand for fertilizer and i think it's very important that farmers plant that food security is maintained on the african continent and in south africa and we know that uh, explosives is a primary input into mineral extraction and mining and mining is a big driver of GDP growth uh, across the world. So, uh, you know, from our perspective, what we're focusing on is ensuring supply security, ensuring that our customers have the inputs they need uh, to farm, and to mine and we'll continue to do that uh, religiously. We have a great strong balance sheet, and that allows us uh, the flexibility to expand and to grow and to protect our business uh, during tough times.
0: Well, it's always a pleasure speaking to you. Thank you so much for taking us through this set of numbers. That was Omnis CEO, Silin Gobelson.